The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome once again to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 23rd, 2021, and I am your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Hope you all are having a wonderful day today. Today I'm continuing a series where I've been giving a breakdown of draft needs by division. Today I will be going over the Southeast Division, which consists of Atlanta, Miami, Washington, Charlotte, and Orlando. But also in this episode, I'm going over the Northwest Division, which consists of Utah, Denver, Portland, Minnesota, and OKC. Uh, The draft is a little less than a week away, so we got to get this thing rolling. Uh, But also, some of these teams don't have picks at all, so we'll be able to breeze by them. And then you have OKC, of course, with all the picks, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, But yeah, I thought this would be an interesting idea, bring a different perspective to the draft. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First, we will begin with the Atlanta Hawks, who finished 41-31 and this year, which was fifth in the East. They lost in the conference finals to the Bucks, And in this draft, they have pick 20 and pick 48. Um, And their free agents that they have right now are Tony Snell. Lou Williams, Solomon Hill, Brandon Goodwin, Skylar Mays, Nathan Knight, and the big one is John Collins. That's their big decision on what they're going to have to do, uh, whether they want to pay him everything he's asking for or let him walk or sign and trade. So that's key for them. But for me right now, the biggest needs are backup point guard and backup power forward, even if John Collins does stay They need a backup power forward. So uh, with the 20th pick in the draft, I have them selecting Cam Thomas out of uh, LSU. He averaged 23 points per game, three boards, 1.4 assists, one steal per game. He's got to get those assists up. That would make him more team friendly. Um, But he made the all-SEC team, super confident, scrappy player. Uh, Takes a lot of contested shots, which he needs to work on. But in the NBA, he won't have to do that as much. But hopefully he doesn't develop that bad habit. Uh, but he loves jumpers and three-pointers. Uh, but in my opinion, he's kind of similar to, say, a Kyle Lowry type. But say if Kyle Lowry was really selfish. <laughs> so, But he's super talented, and I think that would be a great pick for Atlanta. I think eventually he'll be a starter in the league. Um, so for them to get a starting caliber point guard as a backup, that's incredible. So uh, they can trade him later on if they need to. With the 48th pick, like I said, they need a power forward. They can take a risk on Evis Pons. Evis Pons. He's only six foot six, 215 pounds from Tennessee. Uh, he averaged nine points, five boards, two blocks per game. He's an undersized big who could blossom. Super athletic player, great shot blocker. Um, and he shot the ball well at the combine, so he's a potential guy. But, you know, that size is going to make him slip in the draft. But if a team sees the vision... That could be a good fit for them. So we're going to move right along to the Miami Heat, 
who finished 40 and 32 in the East, which made them sixth. Uh, they were swept in the first round by the NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they need a point guard. Uh, well, I'll go over their free agents first. Victor Oladipo, his health is up in the air. Trevor Ariza, Nemanja Bialisa, Nemanja Bialisa, <laughs> uh, Udonis Haslam, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Dwayne Dedman, Max Struess. Um, and yeah, I feel they need a point guard unless Kendrick Nunn resigns, and I think they need a power forward. Uh, so, obviously they have a lot of free agents, but none of them are going to hurt them too bad because they're pretty deep at each position. Uh, unfortunately, like if I didn't say this already, they have no picks in this draft. So, they're going to have to try to buy a pick or they're just going to sit it out and go the free agent route. So, that's all for Miami. They don't have a pick in this draft. Uh, for the Washington Wizards, uh, they finished 34-38. and 38 which was 8th in the Eastern Conference. They lost in the first round to Philadelphia. They only have pick number 15. Uh, and their free agents are Robin Lopez, Ish Smith, Raul Neto, Alex Lynn, Isaac Bonga, and Garrison Matthews. In my opinion, their biggest needs are a backup point guard and just talent, period, overall, for the most part. Um, they need. They have. They rely a lot on Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and then everyone else kind of picks up the scraps. So if they had another player of talent, that would really help them out. For me, with the 15th pick, a lot of those players would probably be gone. So you can get a safe player, or I think what they should do is go for big risk, big reward, and go for Zaire Williams, the 6'8", 185 pound player from Stanford. Averaged 11 points, 4.6 boards, 2 assists, 1 steal, and uh, about a half a block per game. He has a really good handle, uh, nice mid-range jumper. He has great size. Obviously, he's just too skinny right now, but he can do a shoot to step back J. He's an unselfish player, really good defender. He will be good when he gets some size on him. He's really skinny right now. Definitely not a finished product. But he is good at everything, and he's a player who has scary potential and can easily be the steal of the draft. Coming out of high school, he was highly touted, uh, projected to be a top 10 player in his class. He had a rough season at Stanford, and you know Stanford was riddled with the COVID issue. They never got to play any home games, and et cetera, et cetera. But his talent uh, shined through still, even though it was a rough season. But if the GMs take a look at his high school tape and they know they know him, uh, it, it'll just be a risk because it was not a great year at Stanford like that everyone expected. But they still think he has the talent to be a star in this league. So hopefully he will pan out. They're going to just have to do their due diligence. Up next, we have the Charlotte Hornets. They were 33-39 and 39 last year. They finished 10th in the Eastern Conference. They lost in the play-in game to Indiana. So they almost got in the playoffs, but not quite. Uh, they have the 11th pick, 56th pick, and 57th pick. So basically, they just have the 11th pick. <laughs> but their free agents are Cody Zeller, Bismack Biombo, remember those two names, Malik Monk, Brad Wanamaker, Devontae Graham, and Nick Rick. Nick Richards. 
So, uh, in addition to those two names, Nick Richards, Nick Richards, why is that so hard to say? That's three centers that are free agents, which will leave them only with Vernon Carey, who they drafted last year, but in the second round. So, it's up to them whether they want to start Vernon Carey this year or not. In my opinion, biggest needs are center, shooting guard, and backup power forward. With the 11th pick in the draft, I have them taking Kai Jones, 6'10", big man from Texas, averaged 9'5", half an assist a game, almost one steal, almost one block per game. He's a great shot blocker, very instinctive on the court. He even shoots threes and even some step-back threes. I mean, super athletic big man, can very fast, can dribble the ball, even stole the ball from Kate Cunningham. Moves tremendous. He's full of potential. Uh, a lot of people say he can be boom or bust, but I think for the Hornets, at worst, he can't be any worse than what the Hornets have been running out there the last few years. The Hornets haven't had a good center since Al Jefferson. So even if Kai Jones doesn't reach his potential, he will be able to get minutes for this Hornets team. If he does, then they can have a steal with the 11th pick. Hopefully he'll continue to develop. Uh, with the 56 and 57 pick, for the, uh, they need a power forward. So I'll just say Moses Wright should be available around that range. 6'9", big man from Georgia Tech. Average 17 and 8 per game. Uh, has a nice jump shot. Solid player. I compare him to Patrick Patterson. Just as, you know, have a long career. Good role player. Uh, I think that's a good fit. And then other than that, just whoever falls to 57, that shouldn't have been at 57. Because it's not much around that range that you're really keying on. But someone could fall. Uh, up next is the Orlando Magic. They were 21-51, which was 14th in the Eastern Conference. Didn't make the playoffs. Had a lot of injuries uh, this year, so they never really had a chance. But next year, most of their talent will be back. And they have three incredible picks in this draft. They have pick number 5, number 8, and number 33. Okay, their free agents are Otto Porter, James Ennis, and Mo Wagner. Uh, of note. Uh, and so with the fifth pick in the draft, I have them taking Scotty Barnes. To me, he has the most potential in this draft. 6'9", big man. Well, 6'9", guy that can do everything on the court pretty much. Point guard, small forward, power forward. Uh, <laughs> but he's from Florida. Huge riser uh, in this draft. He had a great combine, great wingspan. Uh, ACC player of the year. Great size. Uh, on tape, if you watch his tape, you're going to see a pretty average player, uh, a great defender. Uh, he has great court vision and awareness and passing skills, but he didn't do really anything on offense tremendously. So he's going to have to continue to develop, but if that reminds you of anyone, he's kind of like Giannis Antetokounmpo, super raw player, young player, skinny, all that. Scotty Barnes is not, is not skinny, though. He's 227, great size. Uh, he just had... He just needs to develop his offensive game. Scotty Warren shot 27% from three. That needs to be improved. His points per game need to be improved. But he has the athleticism and the body with the ceiling to be great. So it would be a risk for Orlando, but it's worth the risk, I believe. Because they have, like I said, two of the top eight picks. You can go risky with number five. And like I said, with number eight, they are selecting James Booknight. 6'5" guard from UConn, average 19 points per game, six boards, two assists, one steal. 
He's an incredible scorer, very safe player. I mean, he can come into your team and do what Devin Booker's doing for Phoenix. Uh, so, obviously, that's something you want to look for. <laughs> uh, but I think he would translate very well to the league. And he was double teamed a lot in college. That will not happen in the NBA because he's a rookie and he should not be the focus of the team. Uh, so, he'll have more talent around him. He should be able to perform better. With their 33rd pick, I say next player they should take on the, they need some more scoring in Orlando, especially if they take Scotty Barnes. Take a risk on Josh Primo, 6'6 guard out of Alabama, average only eight points, three boards. Uh, he's 18 years old. That's what everyone loves. Really good shooter, spot up shooter, made a ton of spot up threes, uh, which is much needed in today's game. Shot 38% from three. Uh, I think, you know, he's a little overrated because people have him going in the first round, but I don't mind him in the second round, especially with this team, uh, because of his shot-making ability. But if you watch him on tape, he reminds me of Nick Young, honestly. Uh, but he's just 18, so uh, he definitely won't have the off-the-field personality as Nick Young. But on the court, I see Swaggy P, Nick Young. So, um if he falls to 33, uh, Orlando needs some shooting. And he will instantly be probably the backup shooting guard to Book Knight, which I just drafted for them. So we're going to move right along to the Northwest Division now. Northwest Division now. <laughs> Starting with the Utah Jazz. Uh, they finished 52-20 and 20 in the West, which was first. They lost to the Clippers in the second round of the playoffs. And their free agents are Mike Conley. Georges Niang, I call him Gorgeous Niang, that's my guy. Uh, Ersan Ilyasova, uh, Jarrell Brantley, Trent Forrest. So mainly their guy of note is Mike Conley. And uh, Georges Niang played some good minutes for them as well. Uh, for me, their most pressing needs are backup point guard and power forward. Uh, and I have them selecting, <laughs> selecting, goodness, David Duke, the point guard out of Providence. A lot of people have David Duke nowhere near their first round. I don't see why not. It seems like I'm the only one. But uh, he's from Providence, average 17, six boards, five assists, one steal, shot 40% from three. Just a tremendous point guard. Uh, excellent backup. He would be an excellent backup and with even potential starting abilities. Uh, let him develop for a year. So if Utah were to re-sign Conley for a year or two, he could sit behind him, play um, when because Conley's not going to play big minutes, so he can play with them. Uh, and I just think he would be a great point guard at this position. But at pick thirty, there's a lot of good point guards going to be available. So they had that pick of the litter, but I would pick David Duke. For the next team, we have the Denver Nuggets. They finished forty-seven and twenty-five, which was third in the West. They lost in the second round to the Phoenix Suns. And then their free agents are Paul Millsap, JaVale McGee, Austin Rivers, P.J. Dozier, and Shaquille Harrison. Okay, so my uh, pressing needs for the Denver Nuggets are shooting guard and power forward. With the 20, They only have the 26th pick, so with the 26th pick, I feel they should select Nashawn Bones Highland. Bones Highland from VCU. 6'3. 
He is six foot three. He averaged nineteen point five points per game, four and a half boards, two assists, and two steals per game. He could be the Emmanuel quickly of this draft, which he reminds me of him also. He's a great shooter, forty percent from three, can shoot from super long range also, not really a passer at all, but he never really needed to be at VCU. Um so I believe he will come into the Nuggets. You know, Will Barton did not sign his qualifying offer, so he can come right in and fill that role. They need more three-point shooting on Denver, so I think that would be a great fit. Moving on to the Portland Trail Blazers. They finished 42-30, and 30, which made them sixth in the Western Conference. Unfortunately, they lost in the first round to the Lakers. For me, uh, for their free agents, they have Zach Collins, Enos Cantor, Carmelo Anthony, Harry Giles, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and TJ Leaf is off the boards. For me, their most pressing needs are power forward and just talent all together. Unfortunately, Portland does not have any picks in this draft. So they will also want to try to trade into this draft if they can. Like OKC has way too many picks. So, I mean, you can try to buy a pick. You can trade for a pick in the future for this year's pick. But Portland definitely needs some help. And, you know, because Dame, is Dame staying or going? Maybe a draft pick can help him stay. Highly doubt it. They need some talent, though, in Portland. Extra, extra talent. Up next, we have Minnesota, who finished 23-49, and 49, which is 13th in the West. They did not make the playoffs. And guess what, people? They do not have a draft pick. <laughs> but their free agents are Ed Davis, Jared Vanderbilt, and Jordan McLaughlin. In my opinion, they need a power forward. And just talent all around in general. But like I said, they do not have a draft pick either. So, this would be the third team in these two divisions that do not have a draft pick. That's why I figured I could put these two divisions together. Because they traded their picks away. So, our next and final team. The team that has all the picks is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They finished 22-50. and 50. This year, which was 14th in the Western Conference, did not make the playoffs. They have picks 6, 16, 18, 34, 36, 55. Sounds like I'm calling out bingo numbers, but that's okay, see. Um, they need, I'll go ahead and tell you, their free agents. There would be Tony Bradley, Mike Muscala, Zvi McCulloch. Josh Hall, Jalen Horde. Forgive me if I got Svee's name wrong. <laughs> but in my opinion, the position they need most is mainly a center. They need shooters because they didn't really have too many great three-point shooters. And just all the talent that they can get because that's what they're looking for. They're going to try to get it all in this one draft probably. But I, I mean, if they're smart... They will try to trade either players on their rosters or a players on this from this draft. But at the sixth spot, I have them taking Jonathan Kaminga, highly regarded player from the G League, average 16 and 7 and 3 assists. He just needs to improve his shooting, but he's a super athletic guy, good defender. Uh, but he just needs to get more skillful. He is 18 years old, so that's great. His body, his length, his size. 
his game kind of projects to, if you squint your eyes really hard, you say he could be Kawhi Leonard. If all things flaw well with him, gets the right coach, right team, look out, look out. He has all the tools. He just has to work on it and sharpening those schools, <laughs> sharpening those skills. <laughs> um, for the 16th pick in the draft, I have them taking Corey Kispert, um, the 6'7", small four from Gonzaga. Now, he is not a project. He will be coming in the league ready to go because I don't think they should draft only projects. Uh, he averaged 18.6 points, five boards, two assists, and one steal per game. OKC did not have great shooting on the team. Like I said, this is the probably the best shooter in the whole draft. Uh, he was the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, shot 44% from three. He shoots the ball brilliantly and can even take it to the rack. He's not just a shooter. Um, his game will fit tremendously in today's NBA, in my opinion. I, I'm not even going to tell you my comparison to him right now because you would think negatively of it, but it's positive. I think his game will translate. With the 18th pick in the draft, I have them taking Josh Giddy, a 6'8 point guard from Australia, averaged 11.7 boards, 7 assists overseas. He has a nice handle, nice floater. He's a creative and flashy passer. Um, I think he could be too slow. He, he's not, he doesn't explode. Uh, he doesn't have a quick burst or anything. Uh, he's very skinny out there for to be 6'8 and 185. He always looks like a little kid out there on the court. And that's playing against um, talent overseas. When you're playing with guys in the NBA, you won't stand a chance. Uh, but he's not a good leaper either. Doesn't really get separation. And he can't shoot. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of negatives for Josh Giddy. He's highly regarded, highly thought of by the prospects and teams. I've heard people saying he should go in the top 10. I really, really, really do not think so. I think 18 is, you know, pushing it as it is. But for OKC, they have the team, the the process, as you would say in quotation marks, to where they can develop talent. They're not necessarily trying to win. They're trying to bring in players to see how they can get that superstar team from the draft. So it's not a one-year thing. It's going to be a two- or three-year project. And Josh Giddy is a perfect guy. I think you could take a project on. So up next with their 34th pick. They have 34 and 36 pick. Uh, I think 34, you can go with a guy like Usman Garuba. Now, a lot of people have him in their first round. To me, I don't. I think but 34, 36 range is is okay. Uh, he's a 6'8 big man from Spain. Great defensive player. But that's pretty much all he is. Great defensive player with no offensive skill. Very raw. But OKC needs a center. So, there you go. Um, also, for the 36th pick, I have him taking Yuham Bagarin. 6'5 guard from France. Super athletic. Dunks everything. Highlight real player. Very exciting to watch. Um, he can shoot threes. Only issue is, was his competition good or bad? And is he really as good as he was overseas, over here? And I think he could be great if he is. Um, he definitely plays like an American, not a French player. Very aggressive. Uh, incredible dunker. I mean, highlight dunks. I mean, some some of his game looks like Vince Carter with not just the dunks also. Because he can spot up and shoot that three as well. So, I think Yuhan Bagaran would be a steal 
and you know he fit right in with Theo Maladon, Theo Maladon. You know they're both from France, so they'll have an instant connection right there. With the last pick, um, let me see, was that 55? Yes, 55. I have them taking Ibu Baji, the center from Barcelona, seven foot one. Uh, he's kind of similar to Maker Makura, the big man from Howard who withdrew his name from the draft. Um, but Ibu Baji dunks everything, 18 years old, can shoot the J. His standing reach, him standing up, putting his arms up, his standing reach is 9 foot 10 inches. That is insane. The rim is 10 feet. <laughs> so he's 2 inches from touching the rim just standing there. Um, but that that's incredible. I mean, and he would be a great fit for OKC. He does he plays a pick and well, pick and roll great, has some touch to his shot, a little handle, but he also can keep developing and turn into something. I mean, that's a steal. Look out for Ibu Baji. They have him going really late in the draft um, and I think if he does, look out for OKC. So OKC has all those picks and normally in a draft Say it was last year's draft. Uh, half of those picks are probably never playing for OKC, or you know, not gonna work out in the N NBA at all. Not gonna pan out. But this year's draft, I think at least five of those picks will work out. But it's possible even pick fifty-five could work out. That's how deep this draft is. And when you're taking shots and potential on players, you can hit a home run. So that was my. Breakdown of the Southeast Division and the Northwest Division. Um, I feel those draft picks can really help the team. It's unfortunate that those few teams did not have a pick at all because I'm sure they would be biting their nails to get into this draft. Super exciting. So much fun. But we will see what happens. There will definitely be trades. Some teams that are in it now may trade out. I doubt that, though, because it's all the talent. So we will see what happens. I'll stop rambling and get on out of here. But thank you guys for listening. Once again, follow me at William is Bill. Like, rate, subscribe, five-star review, the all-rookie podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.